0: star wars the original trilogy collection you're not actually going into an asteroid it'd be crazy to follow us. you could outfly the Empire
1: in the millennium falcon with realistic engine sounds and lights i want that ship incoming tie fighter blasting chewy. look out jump to hyperspace
0: the power of the force is in your hands the saga continues with star wars figures and vehicles each sold separately batteries background and asteroids not included Here we
2: go.
3: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
4: We are tonight's entertainment.
1: I'm going to kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can
5: cast a very large shadow. This (laughs) does
4: put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy.
5: Most impressive. You are on the Sith List. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 150 of the Sith List. I'm your host Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening's 150th episode: the young, the restless, the man that's in a robe right now, the man who is not sitting across from me, and I just see an empty chair, but he's still here via the magic of Skype. Mr. Carlos. Boo Arguello. The man we call Crunch Crunch. The man who can cook a brisket as well as anybody could play the jamboree. I don't know. Mr. Lesses. What the hell's a jamboree? I don't know. I was going to say a, um, what's the thing they you play in the Deliverance? No, in Deliverance. Don't they play a, a banjo? Don't? Banjo. That's it. Banjo. A banjo. Eric,
4: don't give me that look. That's more <laughs> offensive to my people than trailer tracks. <laughs> 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 cooking a brisket better than most people can play the banjo not a lot of people can actually play the banjo so I bet you Eric Strathers can
3: uh, I'm not a banjo player there it's a surprisingly that. difficult instrument
5: the man I call El Ombre. <laughs> <laughs> the man who was in the other part of Deliverance you might know <gasps> Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
3: <laughs> kid it. Oh,
5: oh. we call him
3: oh, 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 oh. the rock oh, god. god we call him Oh, here the ass kiss and start.
4: Yes, <laughs> el, el mandolin player. He's a mandolin player instead of a banjo player. Mister Eric, I don't have anything. just <laughs> <Struthers>. <laughs> Flamenco guitarist Eric Struthers.
5: <laughs> Flamenco guitarist. How are you guys doing? I'm sorry, Eric. I just deliverance came in my head. I thought I would start off the show with just talking about. I don't know. The
4: fact that Jesus. you confused you did you say ta- were you gonna say tambourine instead of yeah, tambourine the thing with the ch-
5: ch- yeah not the jamboree but whatever this is all good it, it
4: jamboree 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 isn't that a kid store or something well the jamboree is like a good old-fashioned party isn't it it's, the the first get place. Down, yeah. <laughs> it's a get down
5: get down with the get down how you doing mr charles how you doing buddy
3: dude i'm great man everything's coming up striders we well except for my arm being broken but The uh yeah, yeah, man. Band's got a CD release show coming up in just over a week's time. And we played a we played a big ass rock show this past weekend at a big biker festival that's in southeast Illinois. Damn. Dude, it was huge. We went over like gangbusters there too, which was pretty, pretty neat. And the cool thing is is to see that even in despite of my poor life choices at times, so many of these people in the crowd have made much <laughs> worse choices than me and continue to do so well past the age I am. So oh, yeah. Good
5: on that. That's awesome, man. What did you guys start with? We opened with... If you remember, give me the band and see if I can guess it. Knocking
3: on uh, Heaven's Door, Guns uh, and Roses. Knock, knock, knocking on... No, no. no the Bob Dylan version. High, high energy. Um... <laughs> I want to say we opened up with a medley and we were tuned a full step down. Remember, it's a biker rally.
5: Okay, and who? What band? Well, okay, Motley Crue. Okay, kickstart my heart, obviously. Bingo. Yeah, and what did you end it with? Ended
3: with band only. Um, band. Uh, Bark at the Moon. We because we do this really. Oh, cool okay. Harmonized. Gotcha. Harmonized outro solo. Right. Bark at the moon. Yeah. You know how the end of the song Scat the solo goes better, 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 better. Well, we trade arpeggios. I play and it's the band breaks down. It's just four on the floor. I play better, 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 And the other guitar players, the next one, we keep going back and forth and then we hit it and then we do the sick halftime groove where we play that whole thing in harmony. It's pretty, it's metal as hell, man. It really is. But that's what we ended with. Yeah.
5: One day we'll get to see this one day. Mr. Carlos Boragoya, how are you in that robe? Where are you? Tell the listeners where you're at exactly right now.
2: I am currently on the Disney property, staying in the Disney Hotel. I am literally walking distance away from Disneyland, all thanks to uh, Rusty Brown, who set all this up. Kudos, major, major kudos to him. This is a, an amazing opportunity. The, the reason why I'm here is because tomorrow I am going to Galaxy's Edge at 8 in the morning. You son of a bitch! Yeah, pretty much. You can hate on me; that's fine. Yeah. I'm not hating on you. I'm not hating on you. I'm yeah, happy for I, you. I, I will be there bright and early. I don't know how awake I'll be, but I will be there. So, yeah. So, major, major shout out to Rusty Brown for setting all this up. Thank you, sir. Well and, done, man. Uh, well done. Yes, 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 yes. So that cool. is where I am currently.
5: Very cool, man. That's a great excuse for not being in the Sith layer. Right?
2: Yeah. No, uh, I, I was kind of hoping that it would we would have our reservation for today, so I could be you know live on location, you know, reporting. But, you know, it's all good.
5: No, it's okay, because it, you, you don't want to be distracted when you're there. Trust me. Trust me. How are you doing, Les? doing okay, man. Are you looking up stuff about the banjo
4: or jamboree? The tambourine Joe? The tambourine Joe. <laughs> yeah, they would be go. pretty good. We combine instruments. <laughs> Let's do it.
5: <sighs> oh, God. Let's start this thing. Let's do it. This is our 150th, by the way, guys. Congratulations. Well, yes. thank you very much. It's uh, 150 episodes in we're still trying to learn how to use Skype. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% true. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. definitely accurate. Yes. But that's quite all right. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune in to podcasts like now. This is podcasting. Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, Tattooing Sons, and Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. Check them out. All the info is on Net and also check us out on the Sithless.net and send us an email thesithless at gmail.com check our stuff out on TeePublic we have a cool new Iron Maiden shirt well it's not an Iron Maiden shirt per se but it's Iron Maiden inspired the trooper inspired and um, I think it uh, kicks butt so that's your shenanigans for the week let's get into some box office you guys ready? <laughs> Les is laughing because it wasn't that great of a box office this weekend? It was another disappointing weekend for a pair of new sequels, as both Sony's Men in Black International and WB's. Shaft. Every time I see WB now, dude, I, I, I think and Shaft comes right after
4: that. Yeah, it's not cool, man. <laughs> oh, and, man, man. it is not cool, and we're recording on Juneteenth. Also, it's just oh, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, that's right. true. Horrific, right? Yeah. now. Dude. WB Shaft were both
5: unable to reach even the slimmest of studio expectations heading into the weekend. Men in Black made twenty eight point five million. The Secret Life of Pets made twenty three point eight million, and Aladdin still made sixteen point seven. Aladdin's close to $750 million already, which is pretty damn good. But here's the cool thing. I was looking up this stuff. I want to see what you guys think. I know Les knows because he's looking right at the show notes. But after 52 days, let's do Endgame versus Force Awakens. Where do you, who do you think would be leading and how much domestically? Oh. Well, first of all, who do you think? I mean, how much is probably pinpointing a little bit too much for you guys? But how yeah. who do you think would be leading? Boo.
2: Uh,
3: end game, I'd say, and probably yeah. by fifty million. Okay, Mr. Strathers. Nah, it's the uh, Force Awakens, and I'd say probably by eighty. Ooh, you're very, oh. <laughs> very,
5: very close. After fifty-two days, End Game has made eight hundred and thirty million dollars. And Force Awakens, our Star Wars franchise, had made nine hundred and six million dollars. So, Mr. Struthers, you were really close. Well done.
3: Thanks, man. Way to have um, way to have faith. That was just well. That was just a shot in the dark. The amount, but or was um, it a was it a I, bark in the
5: dark? No. Okay, go ahead.
3: Bark shot in the, in the dark, dark. Is another aussie song yeah actually. there it is but that's right i was thinking i, I, I mixed up bark in the and moon okay thank you yeah. i understand it's this, a shot
5: yeah. in the but, dark but, yeah but, there you go
3: but the, the um i knew it was going to be the force awakens because you wouldn't have asked if it wasn't that's the <laughs> ah. that was the tip off it would have never come up but really uh well he just wouldn't have thought to ask about it because, well I, you know, I was i was uh, surprised true. because I guess, okay
4: i get your line of yeah i get it because i was
5: definitely surprised because I, after all of the hoopla of endgame and all the amazing positive press i i would have thought it would be it would blown away force awakens at least domestically right now but
3: no well one of the things that one of the things that you have to remember with force awakens is that it was the first time you could see a star wars movie in theaters in such a long time and where you know there's been avengers movies out the wazoo or you know what i'm saying so leading up to it people go see it and it makes a butt ton of money and then they're like all right here's what people think to themselves unless they re-release this with some more footage tacked on the end i'm just gonna wait for it to be out on home mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's true
4: i just tossed you that was a slow pitch softball yes was, thank, thank you very, thank very you. you you want to hit <laughs> hit I, that out of the park So, yeah, apparently that is what's happening is uh, in-game will be re-released with some uh, new footage and I think a post-credit scene. If I'm not mistaken. Here's here's the deal. So I saw um, an
3: article about it and it had direct quote from uh, Feige and he's like, no, it's not an extended version. He said there's just stuff added after (laughs) there's an in-credit scene um a, a tribute there it a is scene and something else and it's all after the credits it's not even in the movie if i read what his quote correctly it's all post credits the whole bit and i'm like
4: that feels pretty cheap man
3: <laughs> but, <laughs> that is lame
4: so it, it is you're gonna have to sit through three plus hours again to get the new stuff
5: Damn, that's that oh, like, kind of
4: like, like, it's a painful three hours. That like is true. Water Every
2: time I've seen end end game, game I yeah. <laughs> sit through six hours of bullshit
3: just to watch them. I know, hours but I've watched it three times already, man. <laughs> so? but you, you know what I'm saying, though? To bill oh, it as. Yeah. To no, bill no, it as. Oh, exactly. man. Extra, extra footage. Yes. But it's not even yes. in the movie. You're right. It's, yeah. It's like, but I get why exactly. they're doing it. I mean, because let's be real. If you're they're so close to breaking box office records yeah, that that's like, it, here's how you do it. Well, hell that's what avatar did. It, it, it it sure did in the theaters for 30 something weeks, 40 mm-hmm. weeks. And, and I'm sure part of that was a, anyway, regardless, let's just say that's what they're doing because it doesn't even need to make that much money. A move no. like this, it from a studio's perspective, and I'm not in the film industry by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just like releasing a deluxe version of an album. Except you're doing it before the the album's out. You're throwing it back in theaters. It costs you not much to do it, and if it has any kind of reception, it's just like free money mm-hmm. because you were going to put all those those scenes already existed. They didn't go in and do them. You no, know that's later. Right. Yeah, they they were just saving them for the Blu-ray. Yeah, but this is like, like this man. is like the B-sides. You know. Yeah. Well, and it even he even says, I, "Man, I wish I would have had the quote." Even says this is to set up what's happening next. In, oh franchise. Shit. Basically, meaning like it very much read like we needed like some extra commercial time for for homecoming. <laughs> or, yeah, uh, right, right, right. You, Far you know from home I, mean. be, I don't yeah, know yeah, that that yeah. maybe that's maybe that's mean. That, yeah, maybe that's the uh, uh, the shaft. That that's not
4: that's not very no no. no, no chef didn't but do you know well right. here. Yeah. shaft did not do well. That, dang, that is how remember. it how it felt. Shaft didn't you know, look good from the start to be honest when that trailer came out I'm like what are they doing you know why because Sam Jackson was in it uh, just kidding
3: let me let me ask you something um, uh, while we're talking about no 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 secret life of pets okay yeah right. It, you know it didn't do well and all this stuff do you think that because like my family we did not go see secret life of pets when it was in theaters but my kids love it and it's a cute film um the the voice of the main dog, Max, is a different voice actor this time. Oh. But I wonder if the, uh, but, well, because in the first movie, it was Louis C.K. And I wonder if, <laughs> if, if people, his association with the franchise, is what's kept it down. Interesting. Because this time it's Patton Oswald is the voice, mm-hmm. which, I mean, my God, could you ask for, <laughs> could even sound somewhat the same. Yeah. But, but I just wonder if that hurt it. Yeah, maybe. I know Harrison Ford was in this thing. So that would help it a
5: little bit. Just with parents wanting to take it in. My father-in-law got to see it, and he said it was He said it was just like a ho-hum film until he found out Harrison Ford's. He heard Harrison Ford's voice, and he just perked up, and he got really into it for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Your dad. Who, uh, That's funny. Yeah, he was really stoked when he heard it. He wasn't expecting it. So, That's and, funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, Secret Life of Pets, not... Uh, not doing too well. Not doing too well. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think it's time finally to uh, get into the world of Black Spire and Star Wars. Now, I got to go to Galaxy's Edge yesterday. And so what I did is I got to go with Jason Ward from making Star Wars. We went and we had a blast. It was an amazing time. And I got to record in the park. So we're gonna play a segment later, right when we get into the Star Wars stuff. At the, the tail end of it, we're gonna put a little segment in there. And I got to actually record on the the uh, Smuggler's Run ride, and it feels like I'm at a sporting event. If you listen to it, <laughs> I'm a little excited and it's a little crazy. But I hope you guys enjoy it when you guys uh, listen to it. And it's pure excitement coming out of exuding out of my out of my pores because uh, I was when I saw that thing, man. When I saw the Falcon. Uh, let me tell you, it brought me back. You know, when Jason, not Jason, but when Kevin Smith said, when he went on the set and he started crying, I didn't get to the part where I almost started crying, but I was kind of like speechless with that thing. It's uh, you're going to experience this tomorrow, boo. It Absolutely. is so detailed. And when you look at the back of it and on, when you're, when you go on the ride, you kind of like go on top of the Falcon, like looking down on it and it, you feel mm-hmm. like you're looking down on the the actual action figure, the model, of the, the ship that you had when you were a kid. Cause it's that detailed. It's crazy. And
2: I, it was, I make, I may cry. Cause it's, it's my, it's my, it's my favorite ship. I may cry. I, I certainly will be speechless, but I may cry. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll save
5: all this until we get into the star Wars stuff in a second. But I just wanted to throw that out there for people. So we're, we're definitely gonna talk some star Wars. We're going to talk some fandom and some pop culture and all that great stuff. But, we are definitely going to play a segment, which is about eleven minutes long. It's not too long, and the quality of his, it, the quality of the sound isn't that great, but it's 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 good enough, I think, for you guys to get the gist of how we felt um, about being there.
3: So we'll get into that, Mr. Strathers. There's not a lot of stuff, correct? No, there's not. We do have the dates for celebration. Yes, that's huge. That? No, we didn't. It came out yeah. a couple of days after. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's right. So, yeah, man, by the time you hear this, passes will have been on sale for two days. But I'm sure there will still be some left. So hurry, hurry, hurry. It's the end of August in 2020. 27th through the 30th. Yeah. um, Which is cool for you, Eric. You didn't want it on a holiday. Dude, that, I mean, my biggest worry was Easter. I work at a church and I got to bail out of being at work. For celebration Orlando but it was sort of like calling in every favor I had earned and uh, but anyhow yeah that really works out you know, it's amazing I can't yeah, wait and I
5: got hit up a bu- with a bunch of people saying you guys having a party <laughs> you, guys, you guys doing this <laughs> like constant DMs and we're going to definitely try to I know I talked to Jason last night we are definitely doing an MSW party a big one and we're looking at spots right now and it might be a fundraiser one, and It might be a, ma- a mashup with a different a bunch of different other podcasts in other networks that we are friendly with. So things are spinning in our brains. So we're definitely going to do something. It's our hometown on the MSW West side of things like us and <laughs> the West Coast. Chapter. Yeah, the West Coast chapter. So I think we are uh, obligated to have a party and maybe a little mixer over here at the house on that Thursday night, Mr.
3: Struthers. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. What you guys should do is you should fly in my band and we could play oh, the party. That, that would be amazing.
5: <laughs> that would be so rad. That would be cool. But I, I'm definitely looking forward to this and I don't think it's going to sell out. Be, not just yet. I think everybody's got a lot of time on this one because there's no movies coming out. So I think you should be Okay. Well, I could be wrong too. They could sell it next week or something. Oh,
3: for yeah. sure. Cause it's I, know, galaxy's ben, edge. I mean, I think that <laughs> it's going to be just as much of a commodity as it was the last time. I don't, I think it would take a dud of a celebration for the hungriness for the passes to slow down. Uh, but just because people who have been realize that it's the experience of being there and the other people, not the panels necessarily. And, yeah, and, and also, uh, galaxy's edge too. Right. Yeah, there's that. People use that as their excuse to get out there hoping to go.
5: Yeah, and it's definitely a good excuse. And there's rumors out there. Remember we, I said, you know, they, they're probably going to do something. What I've heard rumor-wise is that they might go back to the reservation only for mem- people that are attending the, the con, the celebration. So they might go back to the reservation. Like what we, what I experienced, and what Boo's going to experience tomorrow, which was amazing because they limit the amount of people that's in there. Mm-hmm. And by the time, by two or three hours into it, place is empty. And starting next week, it's going to be a shit show. Like mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you that Falcon ride is going to be three hour wait. Guarantee you. That's so saying. Yeah. So I, this is uh, great news and I think it's going to be a, a huge hit and hopefully the rise of the resistance will open and they're thinking about it. There were, they, uh, might be opening it up this year actually by the end of this year, because it definitely needs another thing. Attraction. Yeah. Another attraction, something else. And right. I'm, I'm not saying it's underwhelming or anything, but it definitely needs something. And I think the Rise of the Resistance is going to be that thing. I walked by it yesterday, and it looks super cool. They're kind of hiding it. Um, And you can hear, like, people working and, like, Wookiees in there working or doing stuff. But super, super cool, and that's going to be great. But what is your – you're heading there tomorrow. What's one of the main things that you're looking forward to seeing?
2: Uh, Well, of course, you know, just seeing the Falcon. You know, just seeing it life-size – you know, one to one scale. This is no, you know, fucking around. This is no small ship or anything like that. This is what the Falcon would be. So that's, that's my big thing, just walking in and seeing it. And then just experiencing, cause, you know, uh, if anybody's been to Disneyland or Disney World or anything like that, you go into certain areas and it's every area has a different feel, you know, from Main Street to Frontierland to Tomorrowland and stuff like that. You know, even in, you know, uh, Orlando, where they, you know, they have different parks, you know, they have the Animal Kingdom and Epcot and things like that. There's a different areas. But what I've heard for Galaxy's Edge is that it's a a completely different place. You're literally transported to somewhere different. That's the thing I'm looking forward to is the immersion, you know, the 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 way that it will make me feel how I how I will feel like I'm not, you know, at Disneyland anymore. I'm actually in the Star Wars universe being part of it instead of just watching it. That's what I'm looking most forward to.
5: You absolutely will feel like you're in a different park. You oh, will not absolutely. feel like you're at Disneyland at oh, all whatsoever. God. Yeah. Whatsoever. It feels like, but again, you, you can finish things without a huge crowd. You can finish things within an hour. So just yeah. go around and, and just l- take everything in and look, look at everything and, and oh, enjoy yeah. it and enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it. Yeah,
2: But no, but we already have a, a major battle plan set. we got, we oh, I'm schematic. sure you do with Rusty Brown, man. He yeah, has exactly. sch- we got schematics, schematics and everything. we got yeah. time, we've got itinerary, whatever you want to call it.
5: We are, we are set. Yeah. Anything else in the um, uh, Star Wars world, Mr.
3: Struthers? <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about that <laughs> missing a steak dinner. <laughs>
2: <Rip>. <laughs> I, think,
5: I think the uh, listeners definitely need to hear that one. You want you uh, to relive it? You want to relive it? You want to rewind and let's do this?
3: It doesn't feel good if I tell the story.
5: It's- <laughs> all right, but I, okay, so I'm going to set this up, but I want you guys to play along. All right? We're going to redo this, if I remember it correctly. So we were taking a while to start recording like we always do because we were looking at things, and I didn't send the show notes to Mr. Strathers. So he was reading an article about Luke and uh, Palpatine. Mr. Arguello over here was talking about how he wished he would have pretty much gone and got steak because we're taking so long because that's what his girlfriend Brittany brown and and rusty brown were doing go ahead boot relive it
2: oh i i have to shoot myself in the fucking foot here <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> so i was saying i was getting i was getting a little antsy i was saying you know i I'm, I'm missing a steak dinner so i could sit down and record with you schmucks and then uh you know and then uh go ahead Brothers here Struthers go ahead here
3: says as soon as Rusty gets back, you can get some meat in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it was it was you can get some meat in your mouth as soon as Rusty gets back. It's funny yeah. that way. Yeah, you yeah. son of
2: a bitch. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well played, buddy.
5: Well played. Yeah.
2: No, that was that was very good. Yeah, very well good. Well, well, nicely li- done, sir. Nicely the
5: listeners done. definitely needed to to hear that.
3: So, Ar- Raj. Yes, sir. You sent this article to me, sir, and I. I'm not big in the Star Wars comics, okay right, but apparently and, and i I mean, I had heard of this series, okay, but Age of this, Rebellion this looks yeah, Age of rebellion, and it's a bunch of, of one offs, okay it's like single single issue stories about a particular character, there's one about Leia and all this stuff anyway, this is about Luke, and mind you this is this is Canon, apparently that's uh, it, it, here's what they say let's see blah 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 but the direct influence of Emperor Palpatine only thought thought as in uh, is italicized thought to have died in Return of the Jedi now there's nothing saying that Palpatine didn't die there's it, I mean we don't know if we're seeing a physical Palpatine right, in, right. in Rise of Skywalker we don't know if it's just a recording of him we don't know any of that and I mean, but regardless, regardless, I mean, I guess you could still say only thought to have died. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But in this comic, Palpatine reaches out to Luke through the force before the events of Return of the Jedi and basically is just messing with him. He doesn't like make Luke can't hear him or anything like that, but he just sort of nudges him in the direction of a thought of what would happen if you just gave it all up, leave, just leave the fight and go on. And there's a panel where it shows is that he's sinking his X wing and tossing his saber aside. And I don't know if that's supposed to be Octo in the picture, but right. obviously it, that they're not saying this is what happened because it in canon, because r 2 d is there. This is just a vision that Luke is having in his head mm-hmm. where he, starts a family for anybody who read the novelization of the last Jedi. It starts with a similar scene where Luke is dreaming that he's back on Tatooine, never went with Ben, never did any of that stuff. And he's married to Cammy who, if you like watch any of the deleted scenes from A New Hope, you'll see some pretty cob together things where he's hanging out with his friends and they're being buttholes and the only other chick in the Star Wars galaxy is in him. You can't (laughs) be in those scenes. Yeah. But he's married to her and and all this stuff. And that's how the movie, that's how the book starts. And then you find out it's a dream and it's the force telling him. Here's what would have happened if you if you didn't do this, what you did matters. So this is sort of a play on that, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, me either. That, it was a little confusing too. Correct? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of all around that. Essentially, what it's driving at is that Palpatine wanted Luke to do what he eventually did do, and that was exit the scene, right, and stop fighting. And I don't know, man. I maybe that's maybe that really is part of what they're trying to do. And this comic was put out there to help bolster the idea of what we're getting ready to see in episode 9 I don't know but and the ability to get inside of his head right more than anything yeah
5: right it's very interesting and i heard that the age of rebellion the series has these kind of these these uh, fillers for especially with gaps in time there's a jabba one there's a there's a leia one so it's very interesting i got to check these things out maybe are Comic book guru needs to check these out and let yeah, us know. I would
3: be interested to hear his take on that.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So age of rebellion, less <laughs> check it out, man. Sure. Why not? I'll do some research. Just pretend it has a guy with like claws coming out of his hand or some guy with a vision. Like just think it's X-Men or something. I'll try. All right, good. We got, we got an email from Javier, by the way, it's our first email from Javier. It has to do with star Wars. So Javier from Denver here. Love the show. Thanks buddy. Been listening since October 2018, along with most of the other podcasts on the MSW network, as well as the Sing the Part Bad Motivators. Always starting my work week with a laugh thanks to you guys. Well, thanks, my man. Love that you guys cover all types of nerd fandoms, get my Star Wars and my Marvel fix. And I'm sure you guys know about Disney Plus coming out with their Marvel What If animated series. Actually, my man, I did not know that. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But I want to know what you, what your what-if series or episode would be in the Star Wars universe. Mine would be a what-if miniseries about what if Leia was trained to be a Jedi as opposed to Luke. She was the real fighter from the beginning, so it would be cool to see what she would be capable of. Can't wait to hear you guys what you guys think. Keep up the amazing work. Best regards, Javier. Javier, thank you for that email, first of all. Thank you for... Uh, chiming in and please chime in and and email us anytime you want. I love the question. I didn't know about the what if series. So let me uh, tell everybody what this, what if thing is. Um, This is coming from the verve.com Marvel's reporting. I'm sorry. Marvel's reportedly working on a new animated series for the upcoming Disney plus streaming based on the what if series of comics that explored the bizarre alternate versions of the Marvel universe. And that was according to slash film who broke it first. Have you heard of this Les? The what if series?
4: Yeah, what if is uh pretty it used to be pretty big for a while. Um those are the ones where they would do some comical kind of things like there was an issue of what if uh, that said what if Daredevil's tailor wasn't true, you know, telling the truth and had him in like lime green suits and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Uh and then there were like really That's serious ones. Up. Yeah, exactly. It was like what if Daredevil That's didn't nasty. have a that's legit tailor, and like <laughs> his suit was like plaid. It's like polka dots like, uh, and shit. Yeah, like on it's the like cover, it's like plaid purple. and polka dots. He's beating and everybody's ass in like fluorescent like, fuchsia. Okay. <laughs> uh, that and then that there might there, even be more badass. That's true. And then there were other ones that was like, you know, what if, and then it just shows like if Wolverine had the Infinity Gauntlet or other things like that. I mean the, the possibilities were endless with with the what if story. Right. This
5: article says the what if comics were one shot Avengers that lived mm-hmm. outside the comics canon, posing questions like what if Loki had found the hammer of Thor? Disney yes. series pl- Disney Plus series will operate under a similar anthology, and each episode will offer a new take on how the events of Marvel's existing twenty one plus movie canon might have altered.
4: Yeah, so that would be pretty cool where they say instead of, uh, what if Quicksilver didn't die? Yeah. You know what I mean? And Hawkeye did instead. Right, right, right. Like, I, I, think I, I think it's great.
2: What if Captain America didn't get frozen and he stayed alive the whole time? Uh, yes.
5: Exactly. 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 Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to Star Wars now. I just want to let the audience know what this what if was. Mr. Struthers, I'll go with you first. What would be your what if in the
3: Star Wars universe? What if? Darth Vader wasn't mortally wounded Damn during it. the turn of the Jedi, the final battle, and <sighs> went ahead and threw the Emperor down there, showed himself to be now a good guy, and helped the rebellion hunt down the rest of the Empire. Because you got to imagine in a scenario like that, it's probably a lot like the Civil War, where the people people that are way out there don't they don't know that the fighting has stopped they don't know that the war has come to an end and so, yeah i'd say there'd be huge pockets of that sort of thing going on
5: but yeah you, you want know you almost you 90 took mine mine was what if darth vader didn't die at all and he came back with luke to endor and i want to see everybody's faces when he walks up with luke and how are you going to play that card how are you going to tell these guys that he's he's totally cool now. He's okay, but he's going to be on our side. You know, talk about
2: ruining Thanksgiving, right?
5: The the exactly that that little uh, Ewok well party I, would have been Dunder Mifflin
4: real yeah, quick. I saw something on Twitter that I'm going to go ahead and jack this. It was what if uh, Anakin let Mace kill Palpatine? Oh,
2: yeah, but
4: it what? played. Uh, the, whoever posted it, I'm sorry. They I, I'm, I'm blanking on who did. That's but, all right but they let it they played out the scenario for them but mm-hmm. i'm just going to leave it at that what if anakin let mace take care of palpatine wow that's a good one
2: mine mine is similar mine is if what if anakin actually went to the jedi council and stayed there like uh like mace windu had told him ah right that's a that's, that's very similar too though <laughs> Pal, palpatine doesn't have to die he can escape or something like that but anakin stays a jedi and i think once they defeat Palpatine, they make him a master and they give him a spot on the council, just like he wants Padme lives. He has kids, the whole spiel.
5: They really screwed him on that on that, dude. They should have made him a master. So
3: yeah, they should
5: have. So he was never a, a Jedi it's master
4: outrageous.
3: ever. Yeah, this is
4: outrageous. Yes, it's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> I busted my butt as a Jedi Padawan for how many years now? <laughs> Very good. I don't even want to go now. Screw it, man. Screw right? It, yeah. Like what? Well, screw that. You know. It, now you know why he killed all those if, little kids. If, oh. Even
5: if,
3: he, even if he, Oh my god. My I'm just saying.
2: I get it. I get it. I'd be pissed too. <laughs> I get
3: it. My god. Uh, I'm gonna be a dad soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, here, here's a deal, though, man. I don't. If if Anakin had stayed away, what probably would have happened? is Palpatine was not on the ropes. That was all for show. Windu did not have the best of him. He mm. needed Anakin to come there I and disagree. force his hand to make that decision. Uh-huh. No way, man. Palpatine, Wait a minute. What do you yeah, mean- yeah,
4: no, I agree with Eric. Wait, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah.
3: Saying, you're saying Palpatine wasn't on the ropes? Is that what
5: you're
2: saying? Correct. That whole, uh, no, I'm just, no, no, no. So. Oh, with with, oh, with uh, yeah. Mace Windu's Shatterpoint and all that, figuring it out, I think he did beat him.
5: I, I think so too. Uh, oh, wait, wait, no, no. wait Eric, are you saying that he was just playing it up? He's playing possum. Yeah. He was playing uh, yeah. he was
3: playing it up oh. to get An- and he having Anakin, Anakin there. Yeah. To come through there cuz here's what he needed. He needed Anakin to do something in Diabolical. the heat of the moment that he's yeah. like I can't go back. I well, shit. I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm all in shit. now. Son of a I mean, bitch.
2: I I, I want to see that scene again where he's like shit. <laughs> That's all I want. Do it. Yeah. Do I'll 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 shit. make a bit I'll make a petition for that. I'll make yeah. a petition for that to re, re, uh, remake that scene. <laughs> he's like, but shit, what, oh boy, did I really do it this time?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, oh, oh, man. oh, man, man. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. They were right to not make me a master. This yeah. is why, I bet. <laughs> yeah, he's he's um, kicking a stone, yeah. Well, but, oh, but, shucks. But seriously, he needed him to be, he, he had to force his hand. He had to force them to take a step that he no, felt like intended. he couldn't go back from. Because, you know, he start, tried to do it with having him murder Dooku. Mm-hmm. And then he's like instantly like, I shouldn't have done that. It's not the Jedi way. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've, now you've helped me kill Mace Windu. What are you going to do about that? Yeah, now you're really fucked. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that was a big piece of that puzzle. Yeah, that's, that's, that's
5: a good one. Because he does do like, the,
3: no, don't, don't. <laughs> I'm j- I'm too
1: I, I'm too weak, please. Yeah, you're right. Don't he was let playing you it kill up. Kill me.
5: Yeah. No, no, no. He was no. pretty weak. you're right. I think you're right, Eric. He was yeah, he was playing He was it playing up. Possum.
3: Yeah, soon, me. look, I mean, look what happened. As yeah. soon as Anakin cut off his hands, he's like Unlimited Power. <laughs> One <laughs> of the best yeah. scenes
4: in movies. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, so he, he takes Yoda he, to a straight draw, like he, he <laughs> Right. Yeah, right. He, he no, he basically beat Yoda. Yoda's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm not gonna win this thing. Dude, I'm out. Dude, so. yeah, I love uh, in that <laughs> in that scene where
3: like he's out of breath, but still laughing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's wheezing almost. Yeah. That's, that's true. Dude, great. that's me at my kid's birthday party. But uh <laughs> anyway. <laughs> great question though, Javier. Yeah, great yeah, question, man. Yeah, yeah that, that was great question. Good.
5: Yeah, and keep on, keep him coming, my man. We'd love to hear from you. And then we have a quick – um, uh, some really quick news that Michelle Rejwan, I think that's how you pronounce it. Am I correct? I think so. She has uh, been promoted and becomes the head of live action development and production for Lucasfilm. Well done. Very, wow. very well done. Okay. Now, so before we end the Star Wars talk, we will be playing you my experiences at Galaxy's Edge. It's a pretty short segment. It's about 11 or 12 minutes long, but – You guys are going to get the gist of how uh, I felt there, and Jason's there alongside me, and we have just a blast, and um, I hope you enjoy it. So this is Araj's Big Adventure at Galaxy's Edge. Welcome, welcome, welcome to galaxy's edge everyone i'm here this is Arraj and i'm here with jason ward from making star Wars.net, editor-in-chief and host of now this podcasting we're about to venture into the galaxy far far away in galaxy's edge this is jason's second time mr ward are you excited about this yeah it's gonna be a pretty good time i'm not scared i'm a little scared of how much money i'm gonna drop in the bar because uh, evidently there's drinks that are about 14 bucks that aren't worth is that,
2: it. Is that how much they are? that's what i heard i
5: heard they're like 14 bucks wow. but um we're on the tram right now we're in traffic on the tram we're in gridlock but once we get in there we're gonna start recording and hopefully we're gonna start talking to some characters who's the one character you're gonna to want to jibber jabber with tonight uh,
0: probably like ray you know i want to know if the jedi can do Without it or not <laughs> yeah. i want to talk to kylo i
5: want to talk to kylo and ask him how the uh play that in new york that he's doing is going
0: yeah ask him what's hot in nemo today exactly but uh, we're going to get back to Oh oh, we're moving now. So we're going to get back to you
5: once we're inside. Over and out. So we're inside Galaxy's Edge. And let me tell you, it's been insane. Walked in, tried to get to the Cantina Reservation, but the line was so crazy big, we just decided to come to the Millennium Falcon. And we are waiting to take a picture with the good old Amazing Falcon and i am i uh, almost i uh, almost cried i am literally staring at it right now jason how is it so far compared to the last time you were here it's been an adventure it's I get a reservation it's been an adventure in a galaxy
0: yeah far right?
5: far away i'm staring at the goddamn falcon right now that's all i have to say i can't wait for everybody to experience this all right over and out from star wars galaxy's edge we just got off the smugglers run and it was Ridiculous. It was everything that I thought it would be plus some more. Visuals were pretty clear and amazing. Kind of like a hyped up Star Tours. But being the inside the Falcon was like exactly what I thought it would be. It was like perfectly shaped and formed like the Falcon, exact replica. It was amazing. So fucking cool. Did you have the same type of feel as last time?
0: The same. Uh, same like, was it the same ride? Same gist.
5: Was there anything different?
0: Um, like for instance, like had we done better on on the pilot and the, the asteroid film? yeah, and it got there quicker, we would have had more time to fight like Tie Fighters. Um, did uh, Kylo Ren's ship show up?
2: No, I didn't see okay, Kylo Ren's ship. So like,
0: if we do well enough, then Kylo Ren shows up in his ship, and that didn't happen just now. I guess we didn't do it. Like, well. That's the person I've ever seen it not happen. Now that I can think about it. Oh, really? In the five times? This your sixth time? Yeah, right? but but for for some reason, I, I only shot down like three Tie Fighters. So I did like. You I did was, well though. I thought I was doing like eighteen before.
5: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh shit. Here's the crazy thing. I'm exiting on my left, staring at the Millennium Falcon in its glory at nighttime. Just beautiful. So beautiful. Jason's going to take a picture. I have no words to say how great this is so far. Over and out. All right, we're back. Now, we've gone on the Falcon ride twice. I've been an engineer twice.
0: I was a gunner, then I was an engineer. Yeah,
5: oh, wait. Ooh. Now, this is the ship that we're looking at right now. This is Kylo's ship?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and he'll come out. He'll come out and choke out, ch- choke out one of his underlings and stuff, but he hasn't come out tonight. We haven't
5: seen, only thing that we've seen is Chewie walking around, but we haven't seen Kylo, we haven't seen the, I haven't seen Stroke Troopers at all.
0: Nope, I haven't seen By the, the main character. Yeah. I haven't seen any of
5: those. Reminder to
0: all citizens, any resistance to the First Order will result in disciplinary
5: action. That's why we haven't done anything, because we don't want any disciplinary action on us.
0: I think we get spanked.
5: Well, if we get spanked, then I'll do it on purpose. Yeah. Let me tell you, my, one of my favorite things here was Doc Ondar's shop, the collectibles. That, that We were in there for a good 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, that's right. And
5: it was just rad. And go to MakingStarWars.net for pictures, and there's all kinds of great stuff, including the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Yep. He collects all kinds of I, shit, I, let me
0: tell you. I, I, didn't, I didn't come here for Indiana Jones, so I'm, I'm pretty mad about it. Yeah, it is a little odd, but it was kind of a cool thing. Look, look how tiny the cockpit would be if you were actually to go in it, though.
5: You have to be very skinny like It's, like a, it's
0: like a miniature golf course version of it.
5: That's <laughs> true. Being on the Falcon, I will say that the interior of the Falcon is more impressive than the actual game. And the cockpit is more impressive than the actual ride itself. But I mean, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful and it's like being in a big video game, but... Way more, oh my god, TIE Fighters are going by us, my bad. Hopefully you guys can hear all this stuff, but we've had a blast so far. And it's nighttime, there's smoke and fog settling in on Batuu. Blackfire Outpost is just hustle and bustle, wouldn't you say? Yeah more like
0: It a smells
5: it. it smells like someone took a
0: shit in front of us. Yeah, it smells like a spaceship farted. Yeah,
5: yeah. We had a, a Mon Calamari probably just dropped the deuce right in front of us. But we're gonna go and walk around and we're gonna see if we can sneak into the cantina because we've been not successful in that whole shenanigan, but we're gonna see if we can get in. By the way, the shops, are fantastic stuff that I've never seen before in any other Star Wars shop or Star Wars celebration, by the way. Some really cool shit. So, uh, we will talk to you in, uh, t- like my friend Chuck Woolery used to say, two and two. I just to say
0: that. on the All right,
5: we are on the ride itself right now.
0: Holy crap. Oh, damn, Dina!
5: We're engineers. Jason and I are engineers. That
0: right,
5: let's go get that coaxium. Jump
1: to light speed.
5: Here it is. We're jumping to light speed, everybody. We're jumping to light speed. Holy shit. There we go. Oh, Jiminy Crickets. We're going here oh, in Corellia. Engineers aren't really doing much at this moment. Let's see here.
0: Oh, oh, come on now. Yes, keep shooting
5: there you go gunners there you go uh oh engineers engineers in full duty
0: uh oh got it alright
5: now we're in the game here now we're in the game now we're in the game Attaboy, gunners! Attaboy, gunners! <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Engineers gotta press some buttons. We gotta get some coaxium. Hondo's, Hondo's guiding us. Jason? He's doing his job. We're both doing our jobs.
0: Oh, we're putting the harpoons! There it is! There we go! We're shooting harpoons. Oh, oh, oh! My lord, lord! Gee, oh, somebody's phone just dropped. That could have been much worse. That could have been bad. Okay! Okay!
5: oh we're going downhill. Holy Mac, we're gonna hit oh we just hit. Oh my oh Oh Lord have mercy! <laughs> yes! You've got
2: one! Excellent, my friends! The power of the
5: ship! Alright, here we go. Engineers are pressing buttons.
0: There it is, there it is. You see, just as I promised. There we go. On, Going through. The, oh. We gotta, get, we gotta
5: finish getting into Glaxian.
0: We well, that's the not train. too bad this time. This might been our best pilot now. so far. Oh. There
5: we go. There we go. There we go. We're firing the harpoons. What's up to the engineers? It's all about us right now. It's all about us right now.
0: Great job! Great job! Yes! Yes! yes. yes. We, yes. Got the we got the Galaxy, Jason. You keep up we go. Jason's
5: video taping. I think we're doing a. I think we're doing a great job. By the way, oh oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, there it is! There it is! Okay. Harpoons. Chewy. Was that Chewy? Chewy's a little upset that we're ruining the Falcon. Fire the missiles! There it is! Oh! No.
5: That's what I'm talking about! Oh, it's collapsing! Here it is. Oh. oh! Oh, Star Destroyer just collapsing on us! Star Destroyer collapsing on us! Boost! Oh, we made it. Oh, boost, boost! We made it! Oh, we made it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, go through life speed! Oh, mother! Oh! Oh, into the asteroid field! Got a book! Oh, my drive is gone. Oh, oh, tie fighters! Oh, this is cool. We haven't seen this yet. Oh, we gotta press these buttons. A
0: lot of buttons. right. We cannot let them follow us back to the resistance.
5: They're trying to follow us. Oh, we got John Williams' asteroid field score. Unbelievable! You Hear that, Jason?
0: Oh no!
5: Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh, we're back to Black Spire Pal Post. Here we are coming in. Oh no! Oh! Oh! oh. oh. Yes. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. Over and out. We are done with the
0: smuggler's run.
5: Well, we got into the cantina and pretty underwhelming. Pretty basic, right? Who would you say? It was
0: a basic ass bitch cantina.
5: It was a basic ass bitch cantina. I mean, nothing. It felt like a souped up Star Wars cantina from Hollywood. If you've been to that one, just a souped up version of it. But other than that, just a fantastic time. We are leaving Galaxy's Edge, but we got to experience everything except for some of the restaurants, but we got to experience everything, and we had a wonderful time, and I hope everybody gets to experience this very, very soon. Seeing the Millennium Falcon, being right next to it, waiting in line and seeing it through the window when you're on top of it, and then being in the cockpit and inside of it. Is probably the highlight
0: of, of this whole thing for me. My favorite part today was um, probably like watching you um, freak out about stuff. We did get to uh, <laughs> not, not like not like in a in a bad way, like in an excited way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't he didn't hit me or anything.
5: I did not hit you. No. I wanted to hit myself. I met Ray and I got all nervous around Ray.
0: You said you said I got a Star Wars movie with you.
5: <laughs> I did say that, and she looked at me really funny. We are uh, leaving and over and out from. Batuu Black Spire Outpost. All right. So I hope you enjoyed it. I wish you guys were all there with me. Not everybody, because then it'll be really crowded. But <laughs> uh, at least some of you guys, especially the so guys wish. in this room. And some are, you know, I hope everybody gets to experience it. Um, soon enough, you will. If you're coming to Celebration, I'm sure you're not going to come all the way across country and not go to Galaxy's Edge. But I think yeah, you're going to have a, an absolute blast. D- Disney, you did a great job. Especially for die hard Star Wars fans. I will say this though. If you're not a die hard Star Wars fan, it might not be as cool. And it might not be, you might not get all the details like we, we do. I and mean, I didn't get all the details. Thank God Jason was there with me, but look through everything, especially you, Boo. Look through everything. I'm talking about trash cans, containers, everything. Every nook and cranny. Every nook and cranny has something. Right,
4: that's awesome. Yeah, it's like a video game where you just have to explore every little thing.
5: Exactly, is that,
4: what that is. Yeah, and like you, like uh, you heard what I said about the Falcon ride. The
5: Falcon ride, the ride itself is not as impressive as the Falcon itself. The it's it's a big video game and it's clear and it looks really cool. But being in the cockpit and doing things in the cockpit was the coolest thing ever.
2: If, and the, if it was literally like Star Tours where I'm just sitting in a chair getting tossed around a little bit, I'd be completely fine with that as long as I get to sit in Chewy seat, the co-pilot seat. Well, that's care. that's not up to you. Oh, well, well, we have an issue here. As you heard, yeah. as you yeah, heard, I wasn't I was an
5: engineer every single time I went.
1: Oh, Jason got no. to be a
5: gunner once. So that is not something that's not in your hand. They're gonna give you a card that tells you what your assignment is. And now nobody's gonna give up the pilot or gunner. So you can trade, but nobody's gonna do it. So go on it multiple times. Hopefully you'll have better luck than me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So so there you go. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know uh I enjoyed bringing that information to you, of course, because I was there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. So let's get into but wait, some, well, hold but, on. Wait wait, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, the Music Minute, stolen. Damn it, Les and I had a good
4: one. <laughs> we had a very good one, you, 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 you. I
3: can get no I
1: can get no
5: This was before Viagra. Uh, and I try... And I try, is that your favorite Rolling Stone song?
2: No, no, but it's, it's one that, that, that holds, uh, holds like a dear, dear spot in my heart. Cause that's, that's one that I remember from my childhood, getting my musical education from my dad, hearing a lot, like in the car, at the house, that was, that's one where if I had to pick a song that, that, you know, that I remember and, you know, has like, you know, meaning to me, it would be, I can't get no satisfaction or I can't get no, yeah,
5: yeah, no, that's a, that that's a fantastic song. And the Rolling Stones, I mean, one of the greatest no. bands in history, right? Yeah, definitely. No. Absolutely. Stones. You know what I think of when that song comes on? I think of taking my dad to a Rolling Stones concert back oh. in the day. Guns N' Roses opened up for them at the, L- at the L.A. Coliseum. That is a bit of a... It was damn. cool because I, I remember they were selling shirts that said stoned in L.A. and there were Guns N' Roses shirts. So that was pretty funny. But I remember taking my dad my brother and I took him. because He's a big Rolling Stones fan. And we had him pretty good seats. We're like about 30 rows up on the floor within two songs. My dad disappeared and he didn't come back until the last song. And he goes, I went all the way to the second row. And I sat next to Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. (laughs) I
1: was like, like,
5: what? You dick. You didn't take me. He's like, you guys should have just came with me. We didn't even know he left. But That's he had, a, he, said, he said he had a blast. <laughs> yeah. He just bailed on me. I would have left
4: you, too. Yeah. And, he's like,
5: and he's like, that Kim Basinger is beautiful. Well, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy.
4: That's awesome.
5: But uh, I remember that, and I've seen them multiple times. They're great live. No matter how old they are, they still rock. And uh, great song. Great pick.
3: Uh, how about you, Eric? I was never a gigantic Stones fan, uh, but th- that is a great song. And the guitar tones in it. Are such a product of the time, but we're considered like kind of like what a heavy guitar tone would be considered today. And I think that's pretty cool. And their staying power is undeniable. So it's 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 rad to hear that still influence on younger guys. Now, it's that's really something.
5: Yeah, it really is. Under my thumb. Get off my cloud. Wild horses. Yeah. I mean, list goes on and on. Everything Beasts after Tattoo Burden. You, be of Burden, Yeah. That's right. Oh, Sympathy for the Devil.
2: Yep. Can you hear me knocking?
5: Yeah. Oh, that's you know what? But playing a Rock Band, that's one of my favorite. Of that Can you hear yes. me knocking it was one of our favorite yeah. songs to play before we went out.
4: that, was, and that, that great. is my
2: favorite Stone song.
4: Yeah, that's a I good love song. That song. that's a great one. How about you, Les Stones? That just opened a lot because for me, I think I'd seen Tommy when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then my dad was just like here, so he would sit me down. I think I've said this before. He would just sit me down and put earphones over my ears every Saturday morning. Oh, he'd make he'd you like, listen to records, right? Like, like Floyd. He'd, he'd just have me in the living room. I'd be by myself. He'd be like, nobody go in the living room. Just leave him alone. And I'd have all the lyric sheets, everything. So a lot of Rolling Stones, a lot of The Who, oh, a lot man. of uh, Jimi Hendrix. Floyd, too. Remember Floyd, you told me. for sure. Yeah. Are you rushing Queen. There? No rush. Oh, no rush. Damn it. But uh, Queen, I, I must have listened to, what is it? Flash Gordon soundtrack. Yeah, It that just brings me back to like, there was a good two or three years where that's all I, my dad did was like, he would just pick a record out and be like, you're going to listen to this. I might have to do that. I'm a Malik. Yeah. And I had to learn how to flip the record, put the needle on. Don't scratch. Yeah, don't, don't, don't scratch. touch. Yeah. Oh, don't dude, even oh. talk. About, don't boo. I see you. You're going to say, what is a record? Vinyl,
5: sir.
2: What's a vinyl? I, I know I know I got you I'm not gonna fuck with you guys that's (laughs) that's a moment that's a moment
5: yeah Yeah, that's a great pick Boo. we had I had one
4: lined up
5: and Les had one lined up but we're not gonna say what it is because we
4: might we have to save it for the next one we gotta do it. we gotta shove it in there no matter what we're co-conspiring for one sorry guys yeah we we have it starts a debate a big debate a big debate oh so if
5: Shuthers doesn't get one in next week then we can throw it in there yeah
4: Shuthers
2: always gets it in
4: that's awesome.
5: By the way, uh, Eric, um, you know our sh- a shout out to Dave Mustaine and thoughts and prayers. Uh, we talked about Megadeth a couple of weeks ago. It was one of your songs that you yeah, played, man. and uh, he's battling throat cancer. It's awful, but he, he they say that ninety percent the way the way they caught it and uh, where they it's at now, it's ninety percent curable. So, hmm. good luck, Mister Mustaine. Good luck, and hopefully, you'll be rocking out as soon as possible
3: still working on a record, but uh, yeah, canceled the tour dates. Right. So, you know, hopefully the creative process will help him stay optimistic and help him, you know, keep moving forward. So, yeah, good luck, buddy. Good luck. Now, the whim sent us an email. We
5: haven't had an email from the whim in a while. You know, one of my biggest regrets for Celebration is yeah, not meeting the whim. say Wim.
4: that too, yeah.
5: How did we not yeah, meet the Wim? I, yeah. That's a big bummer. And he was in the room we were in for... The the uh, you guys, not right? your yeah relax not your room last not your room relax <laughs> not the main room not the main room but we were in the oh. spillover room which was still one of the greatest uh, you know what? I, I'm six. sure you guys had a
4: great time in there too right
5: we did we was, had we had a blast we're all together still.
4: Eric, yeah that was Eric one of mine too room. yeah sure. I, I really apo- I apologize openly for that yeah for it not happening and so when at celebration Anaheim I hope you're gonna be there we have
5: to make sure that we meet and we hang out and we talk. Please.
4: Les, you want to read the whim? You always have read, read yeah, the let's whims. let's do it. Hey, guys. I just wanted to drop a happy 150, and thanks for gently filling my ears over the past few years. I'm honored to have the opportunity to interact with you guys, and it's a pleasure that I refer to you as my Twitter geek But Hey, man. Thank you, you, buddy. That's too, really sir. nice of you. Thank you. Pleasure now that I've passed that. <laughs> yeah, pleasure's ours. Here we go. As as shit. Usually, he's usually not this nice. He, he's he's nice. He doesn't start off with fuck you guys like he always does, yeah. which is still cool. He's, not usually, <laughs> he's usually not this first, nice. First off, screw it's... you bastards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm past that, I'm actually writing to give you some shit. <laughs> of course. Here we go. As well, I had shit going on. I'm really late on throwing my opinion, in, but as much as we agree that James Cameron is an asshole, we can't look past what he's done. As much as we hate the Blue Cat movie cat movie that's the first time i heard that one it effectively changed the way movies were made and shown in theaters. everything is in imax in 3d now yes we have to thank jc for that he was the first director to push the envelope on big budget films prior to true lies action movies never had a, bit, a high budget he swoops in with a big bag of money and says that bridge you're going to tear down how about i buy it and blow it up yeah james cameron had the balls to do that every time i cringe when someone asks him about wonder woman I remember the man that pushed the boundaries of studios to invest in making movies as realistic as possible. T2 in the Abyss made Lucasfilm Razor Game in terms of special effects. I don't think we get to Jurassic Park if Cameron isn't pushing that line further. Personally, True Lies is a masterpiece. And I can't talk about Arnold without throwing my favorite quote in. And as bad as a movie that Batman and Robin <laughs> is, Arnie was spectacular. Mercy, I'm afraid my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Congrats again on 150. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Whim. Whim. Thanks, buddy. And you know
5: what? I, I will give James Cameron credit. I always say this, that he's a dick, but yeah. he's made some amazing shit. And he has influenced Hollywood to step it up. And you can't deny the fact that he is a genius making things that he's made. And and we do watch things in IMAX and 3D now because of how much money avatar made he really pushed the envelope and then from here on out we're going to be watching films underwater i would imagine after the next avatar comes out so yeah i'm very (laughs) excited about it it. i'm very excited about doing that
4: i mean he's been there he plays underwater a lot so he he
2: does does. yeah yeah he he digs it yeah no absolutely james cameron as an artist and as a creator is can't you know almost can't be matched you know he'll go down as one of the one of the greatest absolutely but as a person that's a whole separate issue James Cameron as the guy in the chair making decisions, making films. Fantastic. You take him out of that chair and put him in front of a microphone or in front of a reporter and he's a dick. So, yeah, we, we can't distinguish the two. Absolutely. Absolutely.
5: You know, we're going to call him Rooney from
2: now on. You know why, right? Mm, no. Is this like an Andy Rooney reference? 60 yeah. Minutes? Are we going here? No? On my French, Rooney, but you're an asshole. <laughs> that's who he is. Mr.
5: Rooney. That's He's right. Mr. Rooney. But he is a genius. Yes, absolutely. He really is. A really
2: dick,
3: is. but a genius.
5: Struthers, what do you think about JC, as the Wim called him?
3: Yeah. I well, I mean, you hit it right on the head. He's very talented, and he has. He's bro- done a lot of groundbreaking stuff, but you do have to separate the man's work from the man if you want to appreciate it at all. And and let's face it, that's how it is. With James Cameron, people don't like him for his personality they don't talk we're not talking about him right now because of anything except what he's created otherwise it, we wouldn't be having the discussion period so correct but sometimes that can be hard because it, it that that one doesn't excuse the other if his mm. dickishness hurt other people and was you know egregious in some way then it, yeah then you have to decide whether you can t- tolerate any of it to Consume are. You follow what I'm saying. Absolutely.
5: Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Wim. Appreciate it, man. Doctor Sleep, guys. This is very exciting. And we're gonna watch the trailer. It's really hard to take such a classic, iconic, one of the greatest films, in my opinion, ever made by one of the greatest directors in the history of directors, Mr. Stanley Kubrick, and try to make a sequel and make it work. You know, they tried that with the Godfather and Godfather Three, and it did not work. So this is like something in that vein. But watching this trailer made me very excited about this, and I know Les has read the book. Yes. So I want to pick his brain, and we are also going to talk about: Is this a sequel to the book, or is this a sequel to the movie? Because remember, Stephen King hated Kubrick's version. Of his story. So, what were they going to do? We're going to talk about that in a second, but we're going to definitely watch Dr. Sleep and
1: you're going to be listening to it right now. So, hello on the wall. Love OB1.
5: Mm. So, this Ewan McGregor plays Danny Torrance. Yes, Danny
4: Torrance. Morning. Mm. So, who's writing on these walls, Celeste? Abra. Okay. Aberstone is sending him messages. Okay.
5: Thank you. The wall breaks. And guess what? The wall decides to tell him in the mirror red rum. Based on Timmy King's best selling novel. Hmm?
2: You're magic. Like
1: me. I
5: need you to listen to me. The world's a hungry place. Oh, creepy people in the woods. That's all you need for a horror film.
2: I only met two or three people. Oh,
5: they died. Room two thirty seven. Flashbacks from The Shining. I bumped into these things. I
3: don't know about magic.
5: Uh, this November. I always called it The Shining. Hear yeah, the music. So we're starting to see flashbacks. From the movie The Twins The World Will Shine Again. So you and McGregor goes to the bathroom yeah. where Jack.
4: No, there that's that's <laughs> that's not it no what oh. that is is well don't tell it don't spoil it oh don't spoil god. it god
5: you hear the music oh <sighs> november 8th doctor sleep that's wow goosebumps awesome. that is gonna be awesome eric i'm gonna w- go with you first because you hadn't seen it yet what do you think about that
3: it's neat man i don't know i i'd have to watch it several times to really dig dig hard into it you a big fan I, of the Shining? i think they- yeah. Yeah. So was I. Yeah. But I think they could have, I don't know. The trailer is almost too sleepy. Yeah. No, no. no, I don't mean that. I as don't. a pun. I, I just don't. mean yeah. literally as like, yeah. it's this slow burn thing that I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. That didn't just grab me. Okay. Well, I think I would definitely want to see it, but you understand what I'm saying. I'm sure. Yeah, I do. I do. I just love that. They incorporated the old highlights. I mean, the old
5: flashbacks. So, and the music at the very end and then the, the music was that the ballroom music when we heard, you know, how the orchestrated music and not the very yes. end, but that yeah, was the ballroom it was music, the right? Ballroom, yeah. Oh man, just the music and the flashbacks get, gets me creeped out. I'm excited, man. I love you and McGregor and I love the story.
2: It looks interesting. I'm excited. It makes me, uh, you know, want to watch the, uh, watch the shining again, intrigued to learn more you know, you know, expanding Stephen King's universe. And it seems like it's connected in some way, some fashion. So it's cool to see them expanding upon the shining, maybe not universe, but just that aspect of, you know, what pertains to the shining. So, yeah. So no, I I am excited. Les, now you've read the book. Yes. And without spoiling
5: it for us, because you almost just spoiled it. Um, what can you say about this trailer? Is it is it goes along where, where the book was going along? Yeah, or what? It,
4: uh it goes along with the book and also the mo- the the movie, obviously. Um I noticed a couple of changes and I'm okay with those changes, especially if they're going in the direction I think they're going. In. So I'll leave it at that. But it makes me ask my own personal Stephen King question if I were able to interview the man. I need to know what happened if he's going to do this for Danny Torrance and can he please do something for little Charlie from Firestarter. Oh, please, oh, please, please, yeah. please. Let little please, Charlie grow up. Please please give us a book blessing on a movie whatever man, just they're starting to do really good adaptations of his stories and he doesn't hate um, he's he's given his seal of approval on all of them. I know that's what this one came out of Doctor. Sleep someone apparently someone asked him we're going to just go ahead and go into it. you know, whatever happened to the kid from the Shining, and it just weighed on him and weighed on him for him to write the sequel. That would be my question. Whatever happened to the kid from Firestarter?
5: Yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking how almost impossible this would be to make, because the film is put on such a pedestal mm-hmm. of and the. And the book is put on such a pedestal, but they're both different stories. So how would you do this? And I found an article, actually. Mike Flanagan did a Q&A session mm-hmm. with a bunch of reporters, and this is what he had to say. I went back to the book first, and the big conversation that we had to have was about whether we could still do a faithful adaptation of the novel as King had laid it out while inhabiting the universe that Kubrick had created. And that was a conversation we had to have with Stephen King to kick the whole thing off. And if the conversation hadn't gone the way it went, we wouldn't have done the film. And I was thinking that. I was like, what if he went up to Stephen King and said, hey, we have to also incorporate some of the stuff that you hate? And what if he said no? You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, that's true.
5: And and he went on to say, I'm sure all of you know Stephen King's opinions about Kubrick's adaptation are famous and complicated and complicated to the point that if you've read Dr. Sleep, you know… That he actively and intentionally ignored everything that Kubrick had changed about his novel and defiantly said, nope, this exists completely outside of the Kubrick universe. So the first conversation we had to have other than that was as fans of King and Apostles of The Shining really needed to try to bring those worlds back together. We had to go to King and explain how. And obviously they did a good job to explaining and and it worked out and they're doing the movie. So very interesting. I don't know if there's another movie that's had this kind of background where it would be this difficult to just start it, like with you got to get the blessing from the king, the author, right. and then Kubrick's not alive. Obviously, his estate is alive, so they, his estate had to bless this. Yes. Wow,
4: that's a big one.
5: Yeah. So and, and it worked. So hopefully, we get something really good. I hope. I'm very excited about this
4: one. Uh, the, I hope it's good, man. Is <laughs> you know what it, it, the book was insane. It was a really, really good story. So, I mean, they, if they stay close to all the source material like they said and combine both, there's no way. It's almost too big to fail, I think. Now, it's not going to be a blockbuster. It's not going to make... It doesn't have to be. I don't give a shit. But it's going to... I just hope I it's a every good movie. Faith. Yeah, I have every ounce of faith that this will be great. Yeah, I do
5: too. I think this is going to be really good. Crossing my fingers.
4: And lastly, guys,
5: I think we need to talk about Masters of the Universe. The long-awaited big-screen reboot of the Masters of the Universe finally has a 2021 release date. Directors in Adam and Aaron Nee and a star in Noah Centineo? Centineo. Centineo. The actor has broken out in the past couple of years thanks to roles from Netflix romantic comedies like The Perfect Date, Sierra Burgess Last Loser, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, and now he will be taking on his biggest role yet as He-Man. Now, I remember when this story came out, people were like, how is this dude going to be He-Man? Well, I saw this dude. He has yeah. gained probably about 50 pounds of muscle. <laughs> his, his face looks like the action figure, not the yeah. cartoon, yeah, the but the action figure. figure. Yeah. He's got the eyebrows, and this Does is what he, he had. Hair? He doesn't have the hair now because he's a brunette. He's a dark-haired guy. Yeah, but they'll, take care, of they'll that. take care of that. That's not a problem. he a like, Haircut. Oh, he does. Oh, yes. He has yes. a haircut? He does. Okay. Yeah, uh, he, looks, he looks good. And they asked him. He was at the MTV Music Awards or Movie
4: Awards or TV, whatever the hell MTV does now.
5: And this is what he said on the red carpet. This,
4: this is, is like first one in, last one out every single day, which I've done before. But I've never done it on a studio level, which studio level is the same as indie. But like they got playback. It's a big opportunity, and I feel more than ready to tackle it. Yeah, and then they also asked him, what's the tone and feel of this
5: thing? Because people don't know if this is going to be like quirky and fun, Can it, like Gal- Gardens of Galaxy. And that's the rumor. He wouldn't, he wouldn't budge. He wouldn't say. He, he wouldn't
4: Tom Holland it. He
5: wouldn't Tom Holland it. He <laughs> said that everybody, everybody's going to love where the Nee brothers take this thing. Seems like they're doing very much so like the Russo brothers thing, right? They're getting two brothers to do this thing, and they're going that direction. I think this is going to be cool, man. I mean, a lot of people are waiting for
3: this. Are they? I, well, I'm telling I, you, they I are. I feel the same way, boo. You're not alone, man. I just, I'm not that hip to it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think this thing
5: is going to be. I'm ready. Yeah. I think it's going to be rad. Because You got I, robbed I, with that first one around. I, I, yes. And the, we grew up with it, man. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. We grew up with He-Man. And I hope By they do. The
2: power of Gricekull. I hope they do those That's little. Right, quirky, you have the power. Quirky to.
5: things at the end, right? Where they give us like life lessons.
2: In today's story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her. Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions. And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health. Maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. The more you know. The more you know. Let me read. G.I. Joe. They all had a message at the end. They blew that that G.I. Joe series. G.I. Joe Joe had it it up. And what else? She-Ra, all of them, man. They had some awesome messages at the end. They did. All right. We got an On the Throne
5: with King Tom. You couldn't make it tonight, but he's just consistent. He hasn't missed an On the Throne,
3: I don't think, since we started it. So here's On the Throne with King Tom. And every time he's sent one in, we've never missed it either. Ever. Mm. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. I'm King.
4: I'm King. I'm King. Gentlemen, the King.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Sith listers and Sith listeners. So I know I saw X Men: Dark Phoenix almost two weeks ago now, but the fr- the movie franchise is still on my mind for a few reasons. I know, and I know we talked about Dark Phoenix. I'm not going to go on about my feelings about that movie anymore. But <laughs> it's kind of, we're kind of in an interesting place right now because how often can you say that a film franchise is ending? Because for all intents and purposes, the X Men movie franchise, as we know it, has ended. Uh It's not something where you know it's possible they're going to bring you know the same teams back uh, creatively and on screen. We know that's not going to happen. We are going to get more X Men movies in the future or X Family movies in the future, but the franchise that began Brian Singer two thousand and lasted you know all these movies later. That's over and done with. And I'm a little, I don't want to, I'm just thoughtful about it because these were, I I think this franchise has definitely left a legacy. Uh, These were so, these were movies that meant a lot to me. You know, I grew up reading these comic books and to see them realized so faithfully with quality movies meant a lot to me. And the very first X-Men that came out in 2000, You know, I I don't want to say Sony did Spider-Man because of that, but that paved the way for the superhero movies that came later. You know, Blade also helped give a, you know, a don't want to say serious superhero movie, but a a big budget quality superhero movie. Blade, the X-Men, movies like that are responsible for what we have today and also the other thing that i think is kind of looked over when you think about the legacy of the uh, the legacy of the x men franchise is that while these movies may be seen as middle of the rung superhero movies here overseas in japan and china and other nations these movies made a lot of money in fact some of the later x men movies made more money overseas than they did over here so they made a lot of money for fox for the people for the people making them and it was clearly a franchise to be reckoned with, even though compared to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, it's you know not that much to write home about. But I would be curious to, 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 to wonder, first, what are your overall impressions of the X-Men movie franchise? But also, suppose, for some reason, the MCU never happened. What do you think the legacy of the X-Men franchise would be? Would it still be going? Um, And and I think, if anything, if some of us are disappointed by some of these latter X-Men movies, it's because the quality of the Marvel movies, just the the quality of the individual movies themselves, but also the way they told a story throughout the movies and how everything was consistent. um, You know, that set a high mark that the X-Men might not have reached all the time. So I, I just want those are my thoughts on this franchise. We were lucky to have. But I want to know what you guys think. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I will talk with you later. King Tom
5: dropping some X-Men knowledge like a champion. You know, it's interesting, King Tom. That's such a good point. If we didn't have the MCU, would we be talking so much shit on the last couple X-Men films? And I think that answer is no. I will go back to example of watching the show Arrow. And I was a big fan of Arrow for a couple seasons. And then Marvel decided to put stuff on on Netflix, like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. And then I went oh my gosh, this is how things are supposed to be done. I think that has happened to the X-Men. I think they were hurt by the quality of the MCU. And we judge everything now by the MCU. We also judge DC movies by the MCU. So I think you're 100% right about that. Also, The Legacy of X-Men, I was into the first run of X-Men films. I respect them. But I really love, like I said last week, I really love First Class And I even liked days of future past because I love the acting. I love the actors that are, that were in there. So that's my take on the, the X-Men franchise Les, I know you want to chime in, of course, but we're not going to go with you. We're going to go with just kidding. Go ahead.
4: No, let, let other,
5: I mean, you want to do last. Yeah, sure. Okay. Mr. Struthers X-Men legacy. Is there one (sighs) reaction?
3: Yeah, man, <laughs> I, I I was super into the X-Men as a comic whenever I was younger. And so whenever they started making X-Men films, I was like, nope, let's let's see what this is all about. And I don't remember when it just sort of stopped being my thing anymore. It, basically, the only I think the only X-Men movies I've ever actively seen, like Oh, uh, it was on in a party where I was at. Doesn't count. I think they, I think they all had uh, Jean Luc Picard. You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think I, I went past there because I just, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. This is, this'll do. Okay. Yeah. Just not yeah. my bag, man. I, yeah, and don't right. get me wrong. I think the X Men as heroes are killer. And I how I feel about them isn't necessarily a reflection on the quality of the movies. It just stopped being something I would pursue. Yeah. And that makes sense. How about you, boo? Yeah, no, the, uh, the legacy of the, uh,
2: the X-Men, you know, movie franchise, um, I think is especially now, play nowadays downplayed. Um, you know, they were for a time, you know, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of, uh, you know, these, you know, comic book movie making, you know, it was the X-Men and it was, it was Spider-Man, you know, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, that, that, that was it. Um, and then, you know, the MCU comes in. So for a time, they they were, you know, the cream of the crop, you know, that kind of thing. Of course, you know, somebody came into the playground and, you know, took over, you know, which happens, which is, you know, fine, normal. If the MCU wasn't around, I think that they would be looked at with much more leniency, you know, and, and, and given more credit. You know, we just saw this recently with Venom. Venom got a major bad rap. I think it got like a forty or fifty percent, and you know, I think it deserved at least seventy, seventy-five. You know, that kind of thing. If Venom had come out before the MCU had existed, I think it would have been a lot much more appreciated. So yeah, so yeah, so the MCU has done great things, but it also has you know destroyed the competition, which is. Their goal and they've done it fantastically, so you can't fault them for that. So yeah, so it's you know the the, the X Men does deserve you know and in time they will be seen as as better quality films you know and that kind of thing. But as of right now, they are they are look at as second tier you know second rung you know all that fun stuff.
4: Well, I completely, I mean, I agree for the most part with what King Tom said. You know, Richard Donner's Superman definitely showed us okay. This is something that can be done, and the technology has gotten better. And you know, as we got to a point where you know we can only watch so many Batman movies, and only so many Superman movies, and so many Hulk movies. Because let's be honest, those were pretty much what we got as far as superhero movies goes, Uh, or the the whole comic book movie universe. Now, so when we got X Men, we have to understand what. They, the risk that was taken to get them out there. And not only that, the reward that was given for a lot of people, arguably the third most popular superhero out there is Wolverine. And to be able to actually get Hugh Jackman to portray the guy faithfully and actually do a good job is, as far as it goes, was probably the best thing to come out of it. Um, I could go up and down. I definitely think they misused Colossus. King Tom is a major fan. A lot of people are a major fan of Colossus. He's a very pivotal character uh, when they do introduce him. And even though he, now he's reduced to just big metal guy in the Deadpool films. Right. Which is, I mean, it's cool. It's funny. But, and then that, that belongs there. But I think they missed the boat with him. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, the legacy is there. That without X-Men, we don't get Super uh, Spider-Man. You know, and then from there, we don't get all the things we have now. Yeah. So, could they? For me personally, could they have done better? I'm sure, but it's just like we talked about James Cameron. He it has their it has its place, Mm -hmm. and twenty years down the line, we may have better stories, we may have better movies, we may have even better uh, product overall. But ultimately, you can't just say you can't disregard that. You can't just throw it all away. All right, guys. Anything
5: else we want to jibber-jabber about?
4: I'm yes, excited uh, to go to Galaxy's we. Edge. I <laughs> bet to, you are. I'll it's start you starting are. to hit me down. I'm like, I'm oh so my god. Not Here. the meat that Rusty's bringing? Oh, no, no, man. Sorry, Carlos. No, not You're not bad. sitting next to me, so I I hope the meat shot, that he dude. brings
5: isn't, like, too well done, because I don't want you to be chewing on that meat for a long time.
4: Yeah, he motherfuckers. <laughs> It'll melt in your mouth if it's medium rare. <laughs> Ooh,
2: yes.
1: ha. <laughs>
2: If it's glazed or if it's got that glaze on it.
3: Yeah, oh. yeah we went there. <laughs> I don't feel good about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you regret your decisions. This was you.
2: This was you, Eric. Oh, you started this fiasco. this
3: fiasco. I guess I really See did. See what you've I done. nobody to blame but myself. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right, Mr. Struthers, where can
5: people hear your meat?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well
3: I'll tell you what man you know, check out my other podcast The Bad Motivators we just announced this week that we are launching a Patreon campaign beginning on July 1 and it will be chock full of some cool stuff uh, basically I'm just going to take all the episodes of the Sith list and post them on there <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding
5: well done, Honestly, man. That's I, really cool, man. Every, everybody should support. Yeah. You guys are are fantastic people and great podcasters. And make sure you uh, check out the Patreon.
3: But yeah, check out uh, <laughs> this week's episode too. Not just for that announcement, but man, there's there's some really good stuff in there, and a great voicemail from our friend and yours, King Tom. So so yeah.
5: All right. So definitely check out the Patreon and check out the regular episodes. You don't have to pay, but you should. Mm. Mr. Carlos Borgoa, where can people find you other than Galaxy's Edge tomorrow?
2: <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, on, on Twitter at the Sith List, Boo. And if you do find me at Galaxy's Edge, come say hi. Unless he's wearing the same
5: robe that I'm looking at. Don't, don't walk up to him.
2: A, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a flash. It'll be all good. You unless, know, you're, I,
5: I unless you're three and a half inches away from him.
2: Sir Les <laughs> oh, Gonzalez,
5: oh, where can people on. find you?
2: <laughs> come on, at least four. Uh, at well, least yeah,
5: because four. of the Falcon. Because of the Falcon. You'll get, exactly. you'll get to, four. You'll get to four. Get that
2: extra half inch because of the Falcon. Yeah.
5: Your nickname in high school is the angry inch. Wasn't it
2: angry? Inch, Angry four inch. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Mr. Gonzalez. Where can people Help find you all. other than Help this?
4: Oh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at lessons.
5: and you can find me at the Sith list. And for everybody listening, I just want to say thank you so much for hanging in there with us <laughs> through all these episodes and 150 anymore. episodes yeah at least the 150th would be as, at least you got to 150 now, if you don't want to listen from here on out I get it but we really appreciate it and I would like to thank everybody here all of our wonderful hosts and co-hosts here uh, The Sith List Les Boo and Eric and King Tom you guys rock the party that rocks the party can't wait for another 150 we could talk about schlongs and ding dongs and meat can't wait sure Don't be such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you next week on episode number 151 of The Sith List.